Okay, on this week's podcast, I have a very special guest, Kev Blackburn of Life Success Engineer, YouTube channel, podcast, you name it, he's got it. And he's got, <laughs> he's done amazing things. He's quit the job and then started the dream job and he's now beginning to live the life that he really wanted to live. And it's a wonderful guest to have on here to show you guys that anything's possible if you're willing to take the chance and opportunity. So welcome to the podcast, Kev. Thank you very much, Carl. I, uh, I appreciate the uh, the invitation and looking forward to, to, to sharing um, the, the best that I have, really, with your audience. And as always, I, I love to speak productivity and uh, just share just the inspiration and the motivation to take action. That's what this is all about. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, that's what it is. It's all about that. So let's get straight into the questions. And the first question is, as you were an electrical engineer, because I know the past, and you switched to start your own business, what were your reasons and motivation for doing that? Yeah, so uh, this is the sort of foundation to everything that I've, that um, my, my life has changed dramatically back in 2015, because I was a, an electrical engineer. I had trained, um, I'd gone to university as an electrical engineer and finally made the, the, the career ambition position, which was my electrical engineering job at the age of 25. So I was really, really chuffed. The issue that I had was um, the year I had my daughter, um, she was around six months at the time. And um, we were told that the business that I was working for was going through some difficulty where they, they, they had to cut numbers. And what really hit me hard was the day we got a call in from the one of the, the managers of the business who was looking at where they're going to make redundancies. And they basically put a group of people in one room, in one plan, which was myself in there. And then there was another plan um, that I had previously worked where I had friends and, and colleagues as well in another room in a different plant, and basically they came in and said one of the plants had been shut down, which would result in the redundancies for those people. And as you can imagine, for myself sat there, and a lot of people were saying, you're an electrical engineer, your your job is safe and you're good, and and but that, that wasn't good enough for me. That was a real, like, throw of the dice moment for me. I was like, I can't, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what my definition of what life was going to be like. And at the time, I was working all day, all night. I had, I didn't really see my daughter. So that was the real, a real, real life realization that my electrical engineering position is one, not as good as I thought it was ever going to be. And two, uh, you know, my whole life depended on this, this career, this job. So I was like, I need to, I need to make a change. I need to put my life and my family's life in my own hands. And that is when, um, I started to look at different opportunities and I found uh, the one opportunity that I went for after watching The Apprentice here in the UK. Uh, it was a uh, um, the Lord Alan Sugar. And one particular episode was um, basically he, he put a, a task on for the, for the uh, attendees at The Apprentice. Go to a marketplace and see his £500, $500. Uh, it was about £500 at the time. And see how much money you can make buy products and see if you can make more money. And at the end, that team would win. So that was what we did in my life. Me and the family was like, here's £10 each. Let's see how much money you can make. And that's how I was introduced to buying and selling online. And um, that was, it was the first sort of 
opportunity that I thought, wow, this could actually change my life because what essentially happened was I, I started off on eBay. eBay, I, I, I quickly realized that um, after I, I, I purchased these uh, porcelain birds and I was buying them for about 75p each, a pound each, and I was selling them for about £10 each. So I was making mm-hmm. a profit and this was fantastic. Yeah. But the issue I had was I had to go out to uh, the post office and ship these items to the customers, <laughs> which isn't scalable. You know, it isn't scalable. So yeah. I found then Amazon FBA. And Amazon FBA allowed us to ship all the products to Amazon and they would sell it on our behalf. They would ship, mm-hmm. they would do all the customer service. And as you can imagine at that point, um, I had the motivation because um, I, for, for, the, for the first time, I really had that feeling of, God, I, I could lose my job here. What would I do? So that gave me an incredible amount of drive. But then I found that I could make some sales in my Amazon business while I sleep. You know, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I would wake up in the morning and I would be making some sales. So that was, you know, that was the biggest, the biggest motivation for me. And it's it that really, income, isn't it? yeah, I mean, you, you, we put in the work once, so we have to do the research. We have to find the product. And then when we ship it to Amazon and we make those sales that can, ha- so if we, if we found products today and we ship them today, next week, we could be making some sales and, mm-hmm. um, that was a real, that was the, the moment when I asked myself uh, the, the real question that I think everybody should ask themselves is, how is it that you want to live your life? Not mm. what career you want. You know, this is what we're, uh, this is what, especially what I was told growing up through school was, pick a career, pick a career. Like, what is it that you want yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's why I chose electrical engineering. I thought that was a good job. But I think the true question that everybody needs to ask themselves is, how is it that you want to live your life? And if you want to live your life, like for me, I, I obviously I love my, my children. I love my family. I want to spend as much time with my children and my family as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And the electrical engineering position, I was, I was at work eight, you know, up, up until 16 hours a day, just working in my office. So that is the true motivation that I had. All of a sudden I could build freedom in my life. Well, you know, it's similar to me because I, I, I went into law. And I, I actually feel very foolish now because I spent because I did my law degree part time. So it took like six years to get there. And within about six months of working for a law firm, I went, oh, shit, this is not what I want to do. Uh, because actually for me, working in an office felt like I was in prison for eight hours a day or nine hours a day. And the only reason that. I came home was I was given a release to go home at the end of the day. And it really just didn't suit my character. I need to move about. I'm, I'm very much an active person. So actually, the reason I came to Korea was I just wanted time out. But I accidentally found something I became really passionate about, which was teaching. And that's what. So it's kind of similar. It wasn't in the sense that my job was threatened, but I suddenly, when you mentioned that about figuring out what it is you want, the kind of life you want, not the kind of career you want. And I was in the same boat as you, follow a career. I thought, oh, well, the legal career is a good career to be in. Um, and it might be for some people. I mean, I'm not dissing the, the legal career, but for me, it's the office life. I couldn't, there's no way I could spend 40 years in an office five days a week. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. no way. And, and, 
And and you know I, I'm I'm not saying that my electrical engineering position I, I loved I did like the job I, I did I liked mm-hmm. a lot of the different elements of the job I loved the guys that I was working with I, I loved the people and 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 I was passionate about it you know I went to university I studied for eight years you've got to be a little bit passionate about something to go <laughs> yeah. uh, on that long but what it mm-hmm. what it really I, I think really what you've just said there about I didn't want to be in an office I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to be in front of my um, in my office in front of just emails all day. I want to be mobile. I want to be up. I want to be with the kids. Yeah, yeah. I want to sort of work on my own terms. Yeah. And that's it. You can, I can now, like uh, today, actually I, I make sure that my Friday afternoons are free so I can do all my videos and stuff like that. I love it. And, uh, you know, if I was working in an office, it, oh, no, thank you. Just not for me. So, yeah, I, under, I fully appreciate that one and understand that. So, now that you started your own business, I would come to what has been the biggest challenges you've faced from switching from an employee to becoming self-employed? Yeah, I think this is a fantastic question because, um, you know, over that period of time, it was basically June of 2015, I got started. I just got started. I, I'd basically work all day, every day. And then at night, I would be working on my on my side job my my side business just trying to get this up off the ground and then six months later it's so very similar to yourself six months later i was in a position where um we'd built this business up this side business up to the point where we'd actually sold more in one month than i actually made in the entire year in the in the position <laughs> right. i know right, right, right. It, it was mm. it was great so for me it was a crossroads then. Do I, I got to quit the, I've got, I cannot have regrets in my life. That's one of the things that me and Kylie spoke mm-hmm. about over the, my partner and all this, um, uh, for, for a period of time. We can't have any regrets. Let's just go in. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's give it everything we've got. So in the January, when I finally did get off out of the position and out of the job, there's a big trans, there's a transition between sort of an employee to now you're a business owner. Now you're, yeah. you're working for yourself. The biggest challenges with that, I think, is um, knowing that there's different elements of the business. So one of the things for me, I, I just wanted to make money. I was like, I just, I just want to. I, I love the the hustle. I love the working. I love the mm-hmm. like getting products and shipping products. I love all that. But then all of a sudden, because now you've got a, a legal entity, a business, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it was like taxes, and it was yeah, like yeah, you got to make yeah. sure that you're doing all your legal obligations. And all those types of things that I'd never dealt with as an employee, obviously, never had anything to do with, that was now the biggest sort of learning growth that I have to, I was like, all of a sudden it was like, I can't just focus on making money all day. I now need to make sure that I've got um, the the legal side of it, the tax side of it, all these sort of things. Because one of the, fortunately for me, um, I don't have an issue with like sort of self-motivation, like, it wasn't like now I'm out my job and now I can sit around all day and uh, enjoy like having day off. Because I, I, I actually, I, like I say, I love what I was doing and I would wake up in the morning and, and think, oh, it's great, I'm, I'm working from home, let's get out, mm. what do we need to do today? But I, I think the biggest challenge is, is is getting into that business owner mindset, the big yeah, business yeah, yeah. owner mindset where you've now got to work as smartly as possible as you've got to make sure that you, you, you focus on all areas of business, like I just said, the taxes, the legal, as well as the operations. Mm-hmm. But also, you've got to try transitioning to the, the mindset of 
you've got to imp- you've got to put systems in place in your business because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think as a as a business like I knew if something happened to me now, let's say I became ill or mm. something, um, I, I wasn't able to to get out on in the car and to to, to stores or, or whatever. I knew that the business would stop. So that was mm. sort of like, I now need to work out how do I systemize the business? How do I bring people in the business? And mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was a great, it was a great six months. Uh, those first mm. six months of going into self-employed and, and working for ourselves, it was a great learning curve on bringing people in, virtual assistants in. And, and, and I, and I really learned how to become a business owner, not just mm. a self-employed person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know the I know the thing because uh, actually I, I give quite a bit of advice to um, people who are stuck in middle management over here. They they want to get out and they want to start their own business. And I say, well, you've been working for a big global company now for twenty years. What you got to understand the first thing you got to understand when you leave and start your own business is you no longer have a marketing department, you don't have a finance or accounts team. You, you're gonna you are everything. You know, you're the salesperson, the marketing person, the CEO, you're the accountant, you're the administrator. You have to do everything because you don't have that support. That That's something that a lot of people don't really recognize when they start their own business. And as you mentioned, you've got the legal obligations, you've got the, the taxes to sort out. You know, when you first start your own business, you, you can't afford to employ accountants, lawyers, a team of salespeople, a marketing team. You have to do it all. But actually, to me, that's one of the best things about starting your own business because, boy, do you learn, and you learn oh, very fast. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, I think I think a combination of leaving the job and quitting the job and, and, and making that leap, that forces you to take action forward. You know, yeah. you've, you've burnt the boats. You've got to take on the island, as Tony Robbins would say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You, you've got to, but like you just said, you've got every hat on in the business. You've got every, you've got every, you're, um, you're the, you're the business manager. You've got to manage everything. You're the mm-hmm. operator. You've got to make sure everything's being done. And also you've got to be the entrepreneur as well, where you're thinking about how do I grow this business? How do I mm-hmm. help people? How do I, um, how do I expand the business? And, and like you say about sales and sales marketing and all these things that I was like, I was an electrical engineer. I'd, I'd never done <laughs> yeah. any type of, you know, any type of marketing or anything before. But that was the brilliant thing about starting the YouTube channel and the brand, because yeah. that really allowed me to start interacting with people and helping people mm-hmm. with their problems and where I could potentially help them with things. So, yeah. Um, fantastic. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it, it opened up my eyes. I mean, I did online courses. I, I've watched Gary Vaynerchuk until I'm blue in the face and. You know, Tony Robbins video. I've I've watched them all just to get little insights about how to come up with those ideas and, and how mm-hmm. to keep moving forward and how to keep growing the business. And boy, it gives you an awful lot of energy. Absolutely. I've never needed energy boosting, but now I, I'm jumping out of bed in the morning. In the, in the past, I think I was coming out of bed saying, oh, is it morning already? Now it's great. Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 I think that's probably the uh, and and it is for every one of us. If you are going to go from um, if you're going to go from employee to self-employed to business owner, fundamentally you need energy. It's gonna it's long hours. It's a it's a lot of hard work. You've got to you've you've got to be self-motivated, and that comes from energy. You know, and yeah. uh, what what I like to say is you've got to transfer from the push motivation, the, the, the willpower, like, 
okay, I, I will get myself there to try making it into a pull motivation where, like you said, you're pulled now to get out of bed. In fact, for me, and I, I, get, I, I bet you can relate to this, Cal, uh, you knowing how passionate you are about what you're doing, is there's not enough hours in the day. I no, wish I didn't have to sleep. You know, I've got so much energy. I don't want to sleep. I just want yeah. to do as much as I possibly can. Yeah. I, you know, the funniest thing for me is I, I know I have to take time off. So I, I reluctantly take Friday night off. So I say whenever I finish my work on Friday afternoon, that's it. I'm going to sit down and I force myself to watch TV which I think is ridiculous because I've never, ever, in, <laughs> until I started my own business, I never, ever felt I would ever need to be forced to watch TV. But I have to stop. and I So I force myself on a Friday night. I give myself four hours off a week. And I'm I mean, you, you, def definitely not complaining about it because I want to be working. I love it so much. Absolutely. I, but but I think, I think there's... Um... There's another side to when you do start working for yourself, you can't, there's a real, there's a real threat of burnout and it happens. You know, I, I think it's very, very important to, to make sure that you are rested and, and treat yourself to, to, to a night off with you, with your wife, with your children. You know, like mm -hmm. for, for instance, this evening, we're going to be taking the, uh, the children and the family. We're going to go off to the seaside and go to, to the arcades. Just to, ah, just, nice. you know, just, just to relax because you've got, you're yeah. putting so much energy. It's so intense. You've got to, you've got to have that up and down balance. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I go, I, I make sure I go to bed early enough to get enough sleep. <laughs> but, uh, and I do take naps in the afternoon. That's an important one for me. So I, I know you're, because Life Success Engineering is about helping people or, or teaching people to set goals and build their own life. I'm just curious about how how do you set goals, but and more importantly, when do you start setting next year's goals? Yeah, fantastic question. This is so exciting. I absolutely love the whole goal setting because I, before 2015, I, I I never really set goals. I never really set any type of goals apart from you know what am I doing this 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 Saturday this weekend? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so so now I think it's a fantastic time. Like. Uh, myself and uh, me and you, we had a conversation about planning for the year last year. And it, uh, that was around October, November time. Mm -hmm. Round about the, the November time, throughout the Christmas period time, I really love to, to do goal setting. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it, especially around that Christmas time where you've got a couple of weeks off with your friends, your family, you, you're bringing everybody around you and you, you, you're bringing the family together and celebrating. That's a really fantastic time to do set a real goal setting workshop as, as I like to go through. And, and how this works is what I do in my life is I created what I call a, um, my life success management system and everything that I have in my life. I think this is the engineer in me, but I have systems for everything in my life. I try to set up a system because, um, what I did is before 2015, I actually neglected my health in many ways. You know, I'd, I'd put on, uh, I was, I couldn't believe it really. I'd actually put on like two, three stone uh, in weight. I wasn't looking after myself. And, mm -hmm. and I discovered then I need to have like a, a, a life management system for myself to manage, to make sure I don't neglect my health anymore because I don't want to 10 years down the line find out I've now, you know, neglected my health and something awful happened. So what I did 
is I split my life up into different areas. So we've all got common areas. We've got health and fitness. We've got business. You've got relationships. You've got maybe contribution. You know, you've got your teaching. You've got your hobbies, your friends, your family. You've got all these different areas. And basically what I did was I went through a goal-setting workshop with my family uh, in 2015. We do this every year now where we just pick every every area of our life. So let's say it is... um, Let's say it's health and fitness, and we mm-hmm. just go through and say, like, what is it that we want in health and fitness? So we will write down everything. We would be like, one day it would be amazing to have a chef. You know, just be, like, ridiculously, like, crazy with it. Just be crazy with it because what it does, it, it, it gives you it, – it opens up your mind to be like, how exciting would it be to one day have – you know, be able to run a marathon – you know, I've, I've mm. never ran a marathon. I've ran a half marathon now, and I, one of my goals is to run a marathon. But mm. all of a sudden, you write down all the ultimates in all your career, like throughout your entire life. So, mm. you know, your business, what is it that you want to do in your relationships with your, your, your kids, your, your spouse, your wife, your husband? What is it that you want to, to do? Uh, and then once you've done that, you've got a huge bucket list then. You know, I remember the first time we did it, I think we had something like, 88 different things from Disneyland <laughs> Paris to um, one day having a, a, you know, one day having a big mansion out in uh, Mallorca, Spain. And we had all these yeah, yeah. things, but then it becomes a little bit like, okay, that's not going to happen in the next one year. So yeah, then what yeah. you've got to do is you've got to start time stamping things. And this is what I do. I timestamp everything on my list. And uh, mm. from, 20 years, 10 years, five years, three years, and one year. So mm-hmm. all the ones, once we've gone through and time-stamped everything, so a one-year goal could be I'd like to do a half marathon. And then that will uh-huh. go into my one-year uh, goals. And that mm. that's essentially how I do my goal setting. And mm. um, I go through a bit of a, just a just a quick sort of thing that I do is I go through a bit of a goal filter, and I call it my, my ABC-type goals. An mm. A-type goal is you look at something and you say, I, I know I can do this. You know, I know I can do it. So let's let's take running, for example. You know, running, I know I could run for the next five minutes and do 200 meters. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know I can do that. A B-type yeah. goal is um, I think I can do it. So, like, I, I've, done a, I've done a half marathon now, and I, and I think I can do that. I've done it. I've got a, a mm-hmm. history of it. I think I can do it. And a C-type goal is, I'm really not sure. I'm really mm-hmm. not sure. And that would be like a marathon. I'm really yes. not sure whether I can do it. But the, the brilliant thing is about this is you've got the goals that give you that confidence boost. I know I can do it. Let's check some goals off. You've got mm-hmm. goals that I think I can do it. And you're like, okay, um, I think I can do it. And then, yes, it's a bit of a challenge, but I've done it. And those mm-hmm. stretch-type goals are really important. Those stretch-type goals, is allow, they allow us to grow throughout the year. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, and uh, I know what you mean. I mean, my wife uh, last year she decided when we we, we do something similar. We, we like have, I suppose the family go, and I was. She said, really, what I want to do is go back to China and study for three months, which actually turned out to be six months, which has now turned out to be two years. Um, because <laughs> during, the, during the early part of this year, we were having a conversation about it, and she said, you know what? I would love to do a master's degree. And I said, well, why don't you do it in China? 
because we have we have our long we've got our five year goal and we're in the middle of it now. Ultimately, we want to buy a house on the east coast of Korea. So for the next five years, for us, it's just about saving money, and mm-hmm. a student life for her in China is nothing like as expensive as it would be, say, in the UK or in the US or Europe or anything. It's actually quite cheap. The living costs and everything in China is cheap. So I said, go on, just do it. And I mean, it's only for me, I mean, it sounds, you in the UK think, wow, you're studying in China. It sounds like a long way away. It's only, I think it's 90 minute flight or maybe two hour flight. So we actually see each oh. other regularly and we're doing FaceTime every night. And oh. <clears throat> And it just is absolutely working brilliantly for us at the moment. And it was just her. It kept, I would like to. It started off as a, I'd like to. I said, well, do it. <laughs> they go, really? Yeah. I said, yeah, just do it. <laughs> as I say, yeah. originally it was three months. Then it became six months. And now it's becoming. <laughs> but obviously now she's a full-time university student. It's like uh, she gets the semester breaks. And, and um, we see plenty of each other, probably too much. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I uh, think the valuable I, I thing is that setting those goals and that that phrase, oh, just do it. Mm. It's an amazing um, experience. Really? Yeah, yeah. just do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think that is I think the the valuable lesson in that is I think it's like those things that you want that you, everybody's got like these things that they'd really like to do one day. And it, life takes over and you, you end up getting into, and we are all guilty of this. I'm certainly oh, guilty yeah. of this. Life mm-hmm. takes over, but I think it's okay, especially at Christmas time. That's why I love to do it at Christmas time. Yeah. It's okay to say, do you know what? I would love to do this. I would love to do that. Like, and then like you said, just, I mean, night, nights, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant slogan. Just do it. Just do it. And mm-hmm. we, uh, the funny thing is, is that we've had, we've had a few little issues like, uh, oh, she, she has to pay her. She has to pay the the, co- the one year course fee. Not. I th- I was hoping that she'd only have to pay by semester, but no, she has to pay the full year. And so oh. I said, well, we haven't quite got enough money for set aside for that. And then she says, oh right. I said, oh come on, we'll just we'll just find a way. And sure enough, we found a way. <laughs> it's amazing. If you don't find the way, like, you'll make the way. Yeah, we found the way to do it, and it's it's no problem at all. And. Uh, She's now paid her rent for the next six months in the house that was paid today. And I thought, damn, we did it. Because I, yeah. I feel very much part of this as well because it's been a team effort. And uh, I'm just really proud of what she's done now. And I think this is good. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, the goal setting is, is very, it's amazing. So the next question was, um, how and when do you plan your day? And this is moving back into like the productivity field. So how and when do you plan your day? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the productivity is so, so important. I think that is the difference between, um, you know, it, it can be very, you've got, you've got to take productivity really, really serious because that's the ultimately, that's what gets you making progress, taking action. So what I do is I have, uh, from my goal setting, I have my year goals. Then what I do, I try to separate those year goals into quarters. So I try, I try not to overwhelm myself. So basically what happens is I may have, you know, 20, 30 goals. I might have a lot of goals, but I don't want to just think about them all at once. So I'm like reverse engineering everything. So basically what I do, I, I, I split my goals for the year for quarter. So let's say January, February, March, I've got a particular, uh, some goals within that period. Then I, uh, I look at those goals and I, I decide whether they're a, a fixed type goal or a progression type goal. And what those are is a fixed type goal may be something like, uh, you want to go experience a show. I don't know. Let's say you want to go to theater. 
that's a fixed mm. type goal because it's on a particular date. You're right, going to yeah. go and you're going to go there on that date and you're going to get that goal. A progression type goal may be something like you want to, I don't know, in, in your case, it might be something like you want to have 100,000 YouTube subscribers. Well, for that, it's going to take some, it's going to take some work. It's going to be a progression. So mm. what happens then is you then go, okay, within the next three months, you want to create X amount of videos and that's going to build towards that goal. Then what I do, I go a step further. I separate my quarter into a month. Okay, so what do I want to achieve this month? And that then I'm reverse engineering it all the way back to what is it that I want to do this week and then more importantly today. And today I always focus on two areas. I focus on growth tasks and maintenance tasks. And again, I think this is the engineer in me. Um, back in my engineering days, we would use uh, every day we'd ha- either have maintenance tasks where we'd just go out and fix them, or we'd, we'd go out and we'd maintain the machine, or we'd have an installation, an installation type task where we would just go fit a brand new system or something. I changed the wording from maintenance to growth. And what growth essentially means, it's the same thing. I'm trying to install something in my life. Um, growth means to me like, what am I focusing on today that's going to give me growth in my life? So um, it could be something like uh, I need to employ somebody. I need to uh, create a new system within the business. I maybe want to um, uh, create some sort of, I don't know, uh, go, go out with the, the, the children and just, just build memories. Um, it could be like going to the gym. That's a growth task because obviously, you, you know, you want to you build your health. So this is how I plan. This is exactly how I plan. I'm thinking about what it is that I want to uh, achieve today. And I'm always thinking maintenance versus growth. So a maintenance task would be something like, you know, if I'm, if I'm um, doing something in my day, in my business, for example, that is like checking emails, you know, that to me, that is, I'm, I'm just, that's like maintenance. I'm just maintaining. Of course, you're going to have important emails and things. But to me, that's like, you can spend your time better elsewhere. And that's what I do. I, I use, um, I, I, have, I, I plan every Sunday for the week all my outcomes that I would like to achieve. And I'm always focused in on those, those, those. I've got three growth tasks per day in different areas of my life. That's how I try to plan it's, every it's day. It's pretty similar then to what I'm doing is that I have my routine tasks, as I call them. These are just never going to take my life forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I've separated them out into their own list, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have my daily objectives. And I actually only have two daily objectives because I know that crises are going to happen. I know that students are going to suddenly say, oh, can you check this file for me? And I look at it and it's a 30-page essay that I have to grammar check. And, uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not a 20-minute task. So I know these things are going to happen. So I just only have those two objectives that you would call a growth task. And I, I try and mix that up to business and personal. So... As you mm-hmm. say, health and fitness is very important. So quite often I'll say, I need to. Re- I really want to exercise tomorrow and I want to do a really heavy session. I'll make that as my uh, an objective task. I have no problem with that. Um, but quite often, I, you know, it will just be on a focus task. So, But, yeah, I know you mean it. So it's like being very clear about making sure you're not doing too, spending too much time in those uh, maintenance tasks, or in my case, routine tasks, and trying to spend more time in my objective task or your growth task. I, I totally get that. It's this pretty much similar yeah. to what I think. Yeah, you can call um, it like a key. Sorry. Um, you can call on, it no, like your, your, 
you can call it like your your it's the keystone tasks for the day. Like when yeah. do you when do you feel like you've had a really great day? Usually for all of us, we feel like we've had a great day if you've gone to the gym, you've spent some time with your your friends or your family, you've made some progress in your business. So I think it's a great it's a great question to ask at this point is what makes you feel like you've had a great day? Because that usually means right, right, right. they're the things that you want to be focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So now I'm just going to go uh, one question for the uh, the productivity geeks and the and the people who just love the applications. What tools and applications do you use to manage your day to day life? Well, this is this is where where you've come in, Carl, because you've definitely <laughs> impacted my life. I know. Um, I know your YouTube channel has been very, very inspirational for me, for Todoist, Evernote. I use those two a lot in my life. Um, so I want to thank you so much because I've learned so much about those just specifically from you. Um, and uh, for, for a calendar app, again, it was from you. I use Fantastical too, which I think is fantastic. I, I really like it, especially because I've got a Mac. And uh, I, love the, I love Macs because you can put separate desktops. Um, oh, right, so I have yeah, like yeah. a, I have a desktop screen for just my fantastical so I can see where all my appointments are. It makes me feel really organized. Then I have a screen for, um, my Evernote and cause you can do like dual sort of screening. So yeah, you can split, put screen, Evernote, yeah. split screen. Yeah. You can put, uh, Evernote next to Todoist and that right, just right, a lot. Right. I have my monthly goals on there as well as my, my Todoist, my sort of daily, uh, tasks in there. And mm. then to, uh, what sort of brings all this together is I use that IF triple T, if this, then right, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is fantastic because it, it's on my phone. So on my, on my iPhone, I have, um, I've got some recipes, some real quick recipes. So like quick, uh, make a quick task in, in Todoist or uh, a quick note in Evernote. So whenever mm. I'm trying to capture things in my life and, and every, every so, you know what it's like. Somebody says, yeah, yeah. You've, got to, you've got to get this done. And I'm like, Right, it's quick note. It's a quick note in my yeah, phone, yeah, yeah. and then and then I'm actioning my Todoist uh, inbox later on in the day. So they're the main. I think they're the main tools and apps that I use. I try my best to um, not to dilute myself too much. You know, mm. I've got my note taking app in Evernote. I've got Todoist. I've got Fantastical. I've got IF Triple T. I, I I try not to um, get myself. Into, I, I try not to adjust my system too much. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I'm with you on that one. It's why it's one of the reasons why I haven't switched. And the Evernote, Todoist, and the Calendar, and Fantastical together, they just they just work. And um, I don't need to change. I mean, because of people keep asking me about apps on the YouTube channel, I, I do have a look at other apps to see what's going on. But I keep thinking quite a lot of these new ones are a little bit too complex for what I need. Mm. And so I've never moved, but you're right. I, I have a pretty similar idea actually with my, on my desktop, I've got Todoist and Evernote in their own screen, split view. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much where I spend a lot of the day. Actually, I can just quickly capture those ideas and just dump them in their tasks and stuff like that. It's just great having that to there. But I had to ask that question because I know people are always curious about the apps and uh, <laughs> tools that people Me are too. using. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely a bit of a, uh, I, I, I love to, to look at my apps. I love to look at tutorials. That's why I absolutely, I think I've watched every single one of your videos on uh, <laughs> Evernote and Todoist. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's, uh, I love those apps and it's, it's, 
playing with them every day. It's, it's just wonderful life. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's a, a good time to, to wrap up. Thank you very much, Kevin, for joining us on the Working With podcast. It just means for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. Cheers, Kevin. <laughs>